1: Jones Baden He's got it England
0: have won the World Cup By the barest of margins Stokes flashes it away Through the covers for four And England have won the match
1: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. A feeling of uh, fatigue, disappointment, well, you know, just general inevitability, I suppose, about today's play in the end, England losing by an innings and 25 runs to give the series to India 3-1. And, well, we'll look ahead to England's prospects uh, for the next few months as well after we look back at this Test match and this series. I I mean, we did say this probably would happen, Simon, didn't we, uh, at the outset?
0: At the outset, definitely, yeah. I think we all felt that India would make the World Test Championship final, and they've done it. They are there against uh, New Zealand this summer. I think we expected that. I think we expected them to win the series. We expected them to win today. Although you were talking about England scoring 300 in their second innings and at least extending India in this game. Uh, I felt that was a bit optimistic
1: yesterday, I have to say. and having s- Well, it was, it was optimistic, but um, I mean, what I was hoping for, and I did put this as a caveat, yeah. They had to polish the Indian innings off quickly first and that meant only another 20 or 30 runs. Well, they got another 70 odd runs. So it's just, it's it's very hard, isn't it? When the openers just don't know when they're gonna go out to bat. The Indians having added those extra runs to get to 360 odd in the end, just feel absolutely buoyant. They only have a few overs to bowl before lunch and then come out after lunch and absolutely let England have it. And England barely survived until tea.
0: I thought it was quite a lame performance from England today. It was a an end of tour wearing down. Oh. I thought England were quite lame today, actually. It was a sort of end of tour, England having been worn down sort of performance, really. And the ball was turning enough for Ashwin and Aksha Patel. And they exploited the conditions. There was some... Weak shots uh, there was also that you know it, it sort of summed it up in a way I suppose the the dismissal of of Sibley who battled it out there he, was, he got to the tenth over and then he he actually connected really well with that sweep shot that hit the short leg fielder and bounced up off his knee and, and pant took the catch you've seen a, a couple of those uh, this winter and Sibley had to drag himself off but generally speaking it was all a bit too easy for India to today it just felt they not they just had to turn up and bowl but it was a sort of just a feeling of inevitability about it. Well played, Dan Lawrence, who stuck in there and made fifty at number seven and last man out, having a swing at Ashwin. But I mean, look look at the Indian bowling figures in this series. I mean, actually, tells three Test matches. 27 wickets at 10. And then Ravichandran Ashwin, 32 wickets at 14.71. And the point about Acha Patel is when is he next going to play for India? Because they've got Ravi Jadeja to come back. And we you know we assume that Jadeja is going to take over from Acha Patel uh, this summer when India come to England for five tests. I'm sure he will play again, Acha Patel. But you've got Ashwin and you've got Ravi Jadeja ahead of him. But what a a series he's had, actually, because he missed the first Test match uh, with that knee injury. And goodness me, what an impact he has had. He's taken four fifers in his first three Test matches. You must think it's an easy game, this Test cricket.
1: Yeah, and I I, I must admit, I, like many people, underestimated him when we started out in the series and he was inked in for the first Test. I sort of thought he was an ordinary bowler. Uh, I'd seen him quite a bit in... IPL and I know what he does, he runs up and bowls straight and the odd ball turns and I thought, yeah, he's steady, but I didn't think he was this good and maybe he didn't think he was that good either. I mean, having not played Test cricket before, perhaps he's surprised himself. I think the assets he's got are, he's six foot, he's uh, got this slightly round arm delivery, which means he's coming from quite wide, but he's got long arms and you know, he's, he feels quite long-limbed And I think he gets more speed on the ball than normal spinners. He's bowling in the sort of higher 50 mile an hour sort of area rather than lower. So he's more for 57, 58 miles an hour. And when it's coming at you and turning and very consistent line and length as well, it's really difficult to play. Uh, And I think he's benefited like so many young Indian players. In fact, he's not that young. He's 27. He's benefited from the IPL. And the exposure to big crowds, expectation, and world-class players. And these guys, they're coming in to the Indian team, are confident that they, they they feel from the experience they've had in the IPL, I can do this against top-class uh, opponents because I've done it before in very uh, kind of intense environments of the IPL. And um, so. There's no mental baggage at all for them, it seems, coming into Test cricket. and Then they just have to perform on tailor-made wickets for their types of skill. I don't think he really knows which balls turn and which balls don't. I think he'll actually probably improve as a bowler because at the moment he just seems to run up and pretty much bowl the same ball time after time with a little bit of variation of speed without much change of uh, position on the crease. Ashwin is, is a total contrast. He's an absolute, Know spinning masterclass and you know he said on the post-match interview today i went home last night thinking about the wickets i took in the first innings and how i could get better and how i could un- undermine batsmen in the second innings who i haven't got out in the first innings. you know he's just plotting the batsman's downfall 24 7 and he's so good at doing it because he he in a way epitomizes uh shane Warne's old mantra uh, which was, it's not what you bowl, it's how it got there. And so what Ashwin does is he bowls a lot of b- b- balls which are quite similar from different places or slightly different speeds or slightly different trajectories. But you have to have that control. You have to have that uh, you know, perception about how you're going to get the batsman out. And uh, you have to have some self-belief to be able to do that. Uh, you know, the two actually work so well together, which is proved by the, the stats.
0: How will they get on in England? Do you think uh, Ashwin? I mean, he's, he's played county cricket here. He's played in in Test match cricket here. Do you think he's significantly improved to be a, a real threat on English pitches as well? And we we talk about English pitches, and everyone says, "Oh, well, they're going to be green," and you know, they're going to be seamers. Well, we'll wait and see on that. I mean, one problem that the the ground staff have had at various. English grounds is you know if you do get a dry spell it's quite hard to keep the moisture in those squares and we I think we have seen spinners really have an impact on Moen Alley, for example we have seen spinners have a real impact in English uh, test matches so so what about Ashwin this summer and Jadeja or you know if Jadeja's not fit what about a- Achut Patel if he does play o- on English pitches
1: it's interesting a- a- Ashwin's record in England is 6 tests played 14 wickets at 32 33 that was up to 2018. So he hasn't played that much Test cricket in England. Actually, uh, only six Tests, and in two different series. He has improved since then. He's changed his action slightly, certainly over the last four years, and he's just got cleverer as well. I think he's focused less, actually, on the carron ball and you know his sort of the the more outrageous variations, and stuck to. The, the more simple variations. So Shane Warne, for example, and you know, using him as an analogy again, uh, when he first came on the scene, he bowled a leg break, a googly, a flipper, you know, what he called a zooter, a slider, he had about eight deliveries. He, he actually boiled that down to two, a leg break and a slider, and he made them both look the same. Well, that's what Ashwin basically does. He bowls an off break and one that goes straight on. And it, there's no difference between the releases of the two. Often Ashwin doesn't know which one's which, but sometimes he does. And if the pitch is turning, it makes him very difficult to play. So if the pitches in England do spin, he'll be a handful. But if they're flat, as was proved in the the first test in Chennai, he can be ineffective and he can lose heart as well. So it all depends on the surface. Just talk a bit more about England's batting.
0: What do England do with Johnny Bairstow? Uh, six ducks in his last nine innings against India. Now, he played in Sri Lanka and he, he batted at number three and he, he contributed. He went home because of the, the COVID bubble and that was his time to come out of it. comes back to India and he makes naught naught 28 and naught. What what do they do with, with Johnny Bairstow?
1: Well, he's made more comebacks than Frank Sinatra, hasn't he? Uh, so... <laughs> It's difficult to know. I mean, it must be hard because, you know, he is in and out of the team, up and down the order. Sometimes he's keeping, sometimes he's not. Looking at his profile overall, uh, batting at number three, he averages 30. Batting at number four, 10. His best positions are definitely 6, 7, 8, where he's averaging high 30s. Uh, he hasn't batted in those positions for a while. <sighs> I I mean, you know, Bob Joss Butler is going to be the guy that they go back to as wiki keeper batsman. He's got the X factor batting skills and he's, a, he's an adequate keeper. He's probably a pretty good keeper, isn't he? So I think that the days of having, you know, three keepers in your team, two of them batting and one of them keeping or two keepers in your team... I just think they're not going to go on with that. They need specialist batsmen. I mean, Bairstow is a specialist batsman, but he's shown too many technical weaknesses. And I think also he's too rigid a player, uh, especially against spin. He just looks sort of static at the crease and hard at the ball. And that's fine in one-day cricket. That's perfect. You want to be hard at the ball, but it doesn't work in test cricket. Uh, You know, Proven by the people who are really successful Root, Williamson, to a lesser extent, Coley, even Smith—they caress the ball. Uh, Bairstow tries to bludgeon it most of the time, and that only works in in short spells. So, I just, yeah, I just don't think he's a Test batsman, really. What do but, you think? Well,
0: he hasn't got runs in India. My my thought is that the next uh, 12 Test matches that England are going to play, well, there's going to be seven in England, and then five in Australia, so very different conditions. So is he likely to thrive in those conditions, more familiar conditions, conditions that that perhaps suit his game? A little bit better, and and also as well, the other thing as well is when you you think about alternatives. Who, who are the alternatives uh, in that England batting line? You mentioned, of course, that that Jos Butler comes back, but presumably he comes back for for Ben Folkes. England plays seven batsmen in this Test match, so there's there's Dan Lawrence who who's sort of thrown his his name into it now. In terms of uh, players waiting in the wings. Uh, in terms of young players, at top of the order, say there's James Bracey from Gloucestershire, who I'm, I'm a, I understand the the England hierarchy like, but he hasn't had an opportunity so far. So there's there's Bracey towards the top of the order. In terms of players who've, who've played before and had some success, I'm thinking more say of, of Australia. There's there's David Milan, who you know who's didn't who was actually dropped in the last India series over here? Remember he had some failures and it didn't quite work out for him because he had made an Ashes hundred. I'm so, I suppose, I'm sort of trying to think
1: sort of throughout the year really. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I, openers is going to be the thing, isn't it? I, I think I think Zach Crawley will be the right person for number three. You know, I think he's got. Uh, definitely got uh, the the ability I really like the way he speaks about the game as well, intelligently he's determined, he's got a, a fantastic big score behind him in test cricket he's found it tough obviously in these conditions but I don't really put any blame about the way he got out today I, You know, he, he got a ball from Ashwin which turned square and went down the leg side for four byes, the next ball pitched in exactly the same spot and went straight on and he edged it to slip and it was the bounce as much as the lack of spin, that, that caused that dismissal. It's been really tough, the trial by spin for, for players like him, but he's got ability. So England have to think about uh, what they're going to do about the openers and Crawley three, Root four, Stokes five, Olly Pope six. I'm pretty happy with that. So Dan Lawrence is going to be a floater. Does he, he? I don't think he's an opener, is he? So well, maybe they could put Crawley to open and Dan Lawrence at three. Uh, I, I don't think he'd be overawed by that. I, I think against the swinging ball, Dan Lawrence might look a little bit shaky, but he, he looks like the kind of player who is when presented with a problem, figures out an answer and he's played pretty well in this test match.
0: So the, the long-term planning, I think, as far as Australia were concerned, because that's what England have been looking for and planning towards. They've been planning towards Australia, and they've been doing it with their, their pace bowlers, and they've been doing it with their sort of top-order players as well. Is is that is that Sibley and Burns at the top, and then Crawley at number three? So does an India tour, uh, or sort of scupper that, if you like, or do you just say it, you know it's a bit of an outlier, really? And- I think it's an
1: outlier, definitely. You know, I, I think that batting against top class indian spinners in indian conditions is the hardest thing in the game it's not like it's not it's, it's harder than facing pace in australia yeah there's bounce and there's speed and but that's a test of your courage and your reflexes india is about precision and skill and shutting out the intensity of it and 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 just the the, the difficulty of facing spinners where the ball is pitching only you know, say three, four feet in front of you and often turning at uh, right angles with men around the bat and just that kind of relentlessness that they've experienced. It's a, it's a total assault on your skills and your senses and it leaves you feeling exhausted mentally and physically and that's what has happened to England basically. So
0: Sibley averaging 16 in the series, Crawley averaging 16 in the series, Burns averaging 14 in the series, but on we go, Di- you know, different conditions in England in the summer and then Australia next winter, Don't no need to tear up the plan, just stick to it, have faith and and say it was not not one of those things, I don't think you can quite say it's one of those things and we'll hear Joe Root on that actually, I actually asked him that question, we'll hear Joe Root on that a little bit later, but just just keep going and have faith in, in that sort of top order that you've, you've sort of established, really. I think that that's what they're looking towards. You know, I can imagine, you know, the, the long-term plan, uh, the Gabba first test match, it presumably is going to be in the Gabba first test match, is going to be Sibley, Burns,
1: Crawley. You think, you think that's set in yeah, stone? Well, I'm, I'm not sure about Burns, actually. I'm more sure that Sibley's probably right because he just gets stuck in and uh, works out a method. And, you know, he can bat all day. Burns, for me, looked a little bit shaky against the Australian fast bowlers. And they targeted him quite a bit, didn't they? Which which obviously they do. But he didn't come out of that series that well. And, I, I you know, he's obviously got dropped after this, uh, the, the couple of tests in this series, which was very tough for, for an opener and especially a left-hander, actually. But I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced by him. I'm more convinced by Sibley, who has, although they're both unorthodox... Sibley seems to be more compact, whereas Burns, I don't know, his his bat seems to wave around a bit, and he's got a funny kind of step across the stumps, and I know it works for him in county cricket, but I, if I was a fast bowler, I'd be thinking, I know how to get this guy out, whereas I'd be feeling less confident about Sibley. Yeah, I'm just thinking ahead to the summer. You've got New
0: Zealand coming, two test matches. They, they're they preparing for the, the World Test Championship final against India. And you look at that and you think, well, that's a decent attack. And then you look at India and, of course, that is a decent attack as well. So they haven't just got the spin bowling aspect of it covered. They've also got the pace bowling aspect of it covered. If you have a summer where the the openers do struggle and India chip away and New Zealand have, have, have chipped away, then you end up going to the Ashes either having to make changes or having just made changes or you go to the Ashes with... Batsmen who are low on confidence, low on runs. I so that that's the challenge, isn't it? For those top order players, Sibley, and and Crawley, and Burns, is to is to really, you know, produce this summer. Really, you know, mm. it's a big summer yeah. for those three.
1: Yeah, and they can start by playing for their counties and stacking up a load of runs. I mean, they'll come home now feeling absolutely beyond fatigue. I'm sure because of the intensity of this series. But, you know, a couple of weeks off, three or four weeks off, getting out in the nets in two or three weeks' time where the pitches would be a little bit more familiar, let's say, and and getting some good, decent scores on the board in the first month and a half of of county cricket. And then, in a way, you can put all this behind you because playing spin in India is unlike anything else. And uh, it, it could make them all sort of change their methods, and I don't think any of them need to. Until they come back to India again.
0: Okay, let's hear from Joe Root. I promised we would. I had a chance to speak to him afterwards, and I started by suggesting the actual fact today was a pretty tame effort from England's batting lineup.
2: It was disappointing, you know. I think credit due has to go to India. They've, again, they've outskilled us, and they've definitely outskilled us. They've performed very well. They've exploited the service very well. Um, it shows us how to bat on that wicket, and and similarly with the ball today, they were they were excellent. So, um, like I said, we've just got to keep looking to get better, keep looking to learn, and, and try to find ways of being better in similar conditions in the future. Um, so yes, it, it was a frustrating way to finish this game, and you know there were periods and times throughout where we felt very much in the hunt. And, Credit to, to Rishabh in washington that partnership is, is outstanding and made it very difficult the way he bats makes it very difficult for bowlers to to build pressure on him and um you know to step field to him it is quite difficult sometimes when he pulls out a reverse sweep to a guy with 600 test wickets it's, it's um, you know it's it's quite a skill and a um a, a brave move to do but you know credit to me it came off him and then, um, and got themselves into a very good position on that weekend
0: as far as the futures is concerned, how concerned are you about your batting lineup? Or do you see a, a series in India against bowlers of that quality on pitches like this as a sort of an outlier, really, you know, sort of unique? I, I think the guys have to embrace what's
2: happened. They have to understand it and they have to be realistic. Look, there, there are areas that we can get better at. And it, we'd be stupid to come away from this trip and just say, oh, I was in the extreme conditions. The spinning and skidding on um, you know it's impossible to back that's the wrong attitude i think the most important thing is we come away from here and we, we say you know what there are things that we can get better at there are yes there are world class spinners you know and high performers in at home in particular but we can be better and um, what can i take away from this trip I, i'm going to go away and make sure that if i find myself in a similar situation down the line or a next tour or whatever, then we'll be, you know, equipped to deal with that. But I also think when we come home and we play in our own conditions, we're a completely different side and it is a different animal. And uh, we also have to look at this winter as a whole. You now, there, there have been occasions, three very good performances where the ball has spun and we've dealt with it better And um, You know, we I, I go back to the previous tour of India and you look at actually the strides that we have made in, in certain areas. And we found ways of taking wickets out here and granted the services have been different but you look at how we performed in Sri Lanka as well and how we performed abroad um over this last uh, couple of years that was something that we were really struggling with so as a whole if you look at it bigger picture there are things that we are doing much better uh, but there are still things that we can improve on and that's in a way that's um it is exciting that the, to, to see that happening. Of course, you want to speed that process up and you want guys to come here straight away first tour and make an impact. But it doesn't always happen like that. And, you know, it, it's, the important thing is the attitude that we take from this. Uh, that's, that's the one thing that I will look at and know that when we come home and we play in our own conditions, it will be very different. And we know that we can perform.
0: How has it affected you, this series? I mean, has it felt at times like you've been carrying England's batting?
2: No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, I've been disappointed with my own returns in the last couple of games as well. You know, as the former player coming into back end and then uh, the crunch part of the series, you want to be carrying that forward and, and being the guy to background for the rest of the team. And um, you know, as an experienced batter, I feel like I've not managed to really do that, and that's been a frustration personally. Um, but again, you you I will sit down at the end of this on my own and I will look at the series and look at areas I can get better at. Um, and next time around, if I'm lucky enough to tour here again in the future, I'll make sure that I try not to make the same mistakes um, and that I can build on what's, uh, what's happened this time.
0: OK, that's England, Captain. A Joe Root. Uh, Root in the series started really well. I mean, he had, overall, you look at the the stats of his winter. He's had a fantastic time of it. He scored 794 runs at 66. Saying there though that you know ultimately he was a bit disappointed with what he's come up with in the series. But I mean, I think it has felt at times like he's been carrying England's batting. And you know, there are players there who are quite you know extremely inexperienced in Indian. Conditions they will not experience something like this before. I'm thinking of the likes of you know, Lawrence and Pope and and Crawley and and Dom Sibley.
1: So it, sometimes it has felt like you know root against India almost. Yeah, I think the big problem he's had is that after that first test, he came in when there was hardly any runs on the board, so he'd had no time to put his feet up. And you know, you're in the field whether you've won the toss and are batting first or batting second. You're, if you're especially if you're batting second, captain, you know, being processing all the different decisions you have to make as captain. And then you need a bit of time off, a bit of a break before going out to bat. And he's hardly ever had that. So, you know, 16 for two coming in, in the first innings of the second test in Chennai and another various sequences of coming in with not many on the board. He never had the luxury of say a hundred for two when he came in. Uh, And I think the other thing about him is that the the bowlers have sort of worked him out. Ashwin, for instance, uh, started off mostly over the wicket to Root, and Root uh, saw him off in that first test in Chennai and obviously made that double hundred. So Ashwin started trying round the wicket to him in later test matches and pinned him LBW a couple of times from round the wicket. So, you know, he's just been the target of the Indian bowlers and often they've been able to get at him quite early in the innings as well, which has just made it tougher.
0: Yeah, the the highest uh, sort of number of runs England had when he came into bat in the series was was sixty three, sixty three for two. But there's you know there was ten for two today. There was a naught for two in the last Test match in the in the first innings of this game it was fifteen for two. So yes, yeah, so he's he's always in early and, and under pressure or has been in early under pressure. And yeah, you know, the other batsman that you look to I suppose in this England side, an experienced player is Ben Stokes, and he you know he's he's flickered at times, runs in the first innings of the first Test and made fifty five in the first. Of, of this test match, but he, you know, he we've we've
1: highlighted this, he has struggled
0: against uh Ravi Chandran Ashwin.
1: Well, which I mean, most left handers will. I, 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 it's just a shame, is with with cricket, isn't it, that you can't put the Indian batsmen against their own bowlers. We always yeah. wanted to do that with the West Indies, didn't we, in the, in the 1980s? Yeah. See how Viv Richards and yeah. Desmond Ains and Gordon Greenwich handled. Holding, you know, Marshall and Garner, and um, you'd love to have Ashwin bowling to Rishabh Pant, wouldn't you? For instance, to see how he'd handle it, or um, Vir- or uh, Axa Patel bowling to Virat Kohli, it would be fascinating. I, I think they would struggle. Uh, Ashwin is a, is a master craftsman, and against left-handers, he's absolutely deadly. Stokes has tried his best, and you know, we heard him on this show the other day saying, is he he tried in the first innings for an hour and a half to not get out to a straight ball. But eventually he got out to a straight ball because the the, the deception, the disguise of the bowler and the helpful conditions in the end proved too much.
0: Well, well, that's a good point you make as well about, you know, Indian bowlers bowling to Indian batsmen. It's not as if the Indian batsmen have had a great time of it in this series. I mean, if you'd said at the start of the series that India would not score 400 in the series, you'd be really surprised. You'd think that. England would have won the series that- as well. Well, well, poss- possibly. I mean, if you said, oh, yeah, Cody's going to average 28. Pujara's going to average 22. Uh, Shubman Gill's going to play all four test matches and average 19. Rahani is going to average 18. You said, hold on a second. Now that, that inevitably, those stats, that must mean we're going to win the series. But, I mean, the spinners have been excellent and really pinned England, totally pinned them, really. It's sort of almost like staked them in the ground. And then, this, But there has been, of course... Uh, Rohit Sharma, who's had a you know very good series, averaging, you know, f- averaging fifty-seven, scoring three hundred and forty-five runs. He effectively won them one Test match with that brilliant uh, first. Yeah, innings I mean that was a defining a moment. Test in, match in, that in was a defining moment in the series yeah.
1: actually, because if England could have got stuck into India there and bowled them out cheaply, then I think you know with England already one up, then that really was a turning point in the series. But the the, the, the Sharma one hundred and sixty-one just silenced any kind of. English optimism and as as we said at the time 300 for 6 on that first day was a lot of runs um, and England just never got close
0: yeah, and what the India have done in this series, they they haven't scored very heavily at all in the middle order, but you've got Sharma at the top, and they've had lower order runs, which has actually been a feature and something you know it's something Duncan Fletcher always used to go on about when he was England coach, wasn't he? The, the value of uh, sort of lower middle order runs, and the, the the man who's top of the averages at the end of this series is off the top of your head, you can't get it, can you? Uh, uh... It's what. It, <laughs> It's, it, no, it's it's interesting, though, isn't it? It's Washington Sundar. He he tops the averages. He's averaging ninety in the series. A couple of red Incas in there, which which always helps. One hundred eighty-one runs, uh, an eighty-five not out, and a ninety-six not out. People are going to say um, who? <laughs> and then there was the, the hundred, of course, from from Ravi Chandran Ashwin as well. You know, he's fourth in the average, and Rishabh Pant coming in at number six. That. Uh, Brilliant innings in, in the first innings, but it, you know, it wasn't the first time he's produced something special in the series. So he's the sort of third leading run scorer for India in the series. So those sort of lower middle order runs have been uh, vital for them, something that England have done in the past, but they were not able uh, to do in this well, series. Yeah, isn't it?
1: That's true. You know, Ollie Pope batting at six, averaging 19. Uh, Dominic Bess, a bit lower down, averaging 16. Ben Foulkes, 15. And then, you know, then the bowlers. So nobody with lower order runs really at all. There was that brief flourish from Moen Alley. And I suppose Dan Lawrence has batted at seven and got a couple of decent scores, but nothing substantial. And after that first Test match with Joe Root's 218, obviously no hundreds from anybody. And I think also I read a stat that there have been something like 70 partnerships by England in the recent... Three tests,
0: none of them over fifty. Yeah, that's that's right. And it, I, but I think by the end of the test match, it was up to something like 73, 73 partnerships without a fifty partnership. And they, I mean, they were they sort of threatened today uh, for a while in that partnership between uh, Lawrence and Pope, but they weren't able to achieve it. And you know, that is the secret to it, isn't it? And that that was what got India going yesterday was that that partnership uh, involving Rishabh Pant. You know, it, it 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 sealed the game for them really. How good is this India side, uh, yours? They've won the series 3-1. It's worth reminding everyone that a year ago they went to New Zealand and lost by seven wickets and ten wickets in a two-match series. So they lost that 2-0 a year ago, and they're going to be playing New Zealand in the World Test Championship final in England this summer. We've talked about it before, haven't we, about whether this is going to be a sort of decade or whatever, an era of Indian domination in the, in the way that australia dominated the game in the the 1990s into the 2000s and the west indies in in the 1980s i mean they beat england 3-1 last time it was 4-0 i mean they're so good at home aren't they they i mean just virtually impregnable at home if you can be virtually impregnable um you know for, for so long now going back 17 years they've just lost the one series and the the, the challenge for them is away isn't it i suppose the, 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 the not the final big challenge cuz you've got to go on keep on winning and that's what the west indies did that's what australia did you know winning in places like england that's somewhere they they've found it hard to win and they've been on the end of heavy defeats on the last two tours but i mean do you see this india side coming to england in the summer and and really
1: causing england some problems they've got all bases covered haven't they? They've got a, an a absolute battery of fast bowlers. They've got three excellent spinners, with Jadeja to come back as well, and spinners who don't give anything away. You know, it's not like a wrist spinner who takes wickets but bowls bad balls. None of them bowl bad balls. Uh, they've got a, a, a very good batting lineup, and I, I, I guess really their key is that they were far, for, for a while they were struggling to find a, an opening pair. I think Sharma and Gill, though Gill hasn't perform particularly well this series. I think Sharma and Gill are a really good opening pair and maybe they're sort of x factor as well. They've got an x factor in in uh, Rishabh Pant who mm. you know I, I think he's he's a really interesting player because you'd think he's just a bit of a dasher but actually he can play different ways and his keeping has improved as well. He he probably won't enjoy keeping in England when when the ball wobbles. When it goes past the bat, you'll probably get a few injured fingers and I bet there's, there'll be some drop catches standing back because it is tough keeping in England with the ball wobbling around. But his batting has really uh, taken games away from, from opposition and with that ability, that explosive ability in the middle order, plus then the likes of Washington, Sundar and Ravi Ashwin and Jadeja when he comes back, also very able with the bat, they've got a lot of depth. So... I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, they're only Jasper Bumrah. obviously will pump, come back into the side as well in, in England. So, you know, find me a weakness. They haven't really got one.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the one weakness I, I, they they seem to have had before when they've come to England is against the moving ball, that, that sort of middle order, that, that batting line-up against the, the moving ball in England. And that was what's undone them, the, certainly the tour before last, and to some extent on on the last tour as well. I mean, they actually lost some very tight test matches last time. I think a lot of people feel it could have been a much closer series in terms of the scoreline. But OK, it wasn't. They lost uh, 4-1. But they looked they do look well-equipped, actually, to really challenge England in England. Uh, next summer and you look back at, at last summer in England I, I know it was the bubble and it was very odd with no crowds but England did drop a test match against the West Indies and I know it's ifs and buts but they you know they, they probably should have lost to Pakistan as well and Pakistan weren't quite good enough to to get over the line at Old Trafford so it's not as though England are unbeatable at home and they, you know, they do have their vulnerabilities and problems as well we we can't wait we've just had six test matches in in 2 months and we can't wait for the next lot we'll get but we are going to have to wait 3 months before New Zealand uh, come over and play a test match uh, in early June and then the five test match series against India starts at Trent Bridge in early August uh, but before then though it's uh, it's time for white ball action and, and five T20s and three one day internationals in India, do you think England will be? Well, I mean, it's largely speaking a very different squad mm. of players that Owen yeah. Morgan's going to put into the field, leading to the field on, on Friday. Um, you know, Stokes will be their best. Oh, uh, Joffrey Archer. If he's do you think fit. that, yeah, indeed, if he's fit. I, 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 what about that series? I mean, is this the series between t- the two best T20 sides, or is it such a movable feast, actually? To, i think australia yeah. are
1: pretty good as well so i think australia india and england are the three best sides in, in the white ball formats and actually pakistan not bad as well mm. uh, but i i i, I still I'm feel west indies and west indies yeah yeah maybe uh, true um but i just feel a, a bit of a feeling of um it's an anti climax isn't it because this series has sort of ended rather tamely as you said mm. and early as well and i feel it's a little bit of a missed opportunity it's been on terrestrial tv it's been on channel four it's been on at quite a good time i know you know not everyone wants to get up at four in the morning but at least there is some cricket on in the middle of the day and uh, sort of in the morning and it's a shame really that england haven't played a bit better because there was an opportunity there for some more heroes to be made uh, uh, with the new uh, younger generation watching and instead, we haven't played very well, but at the same time, hopefully a new generation have been introduced to the kind of intrigue and drama of Test cricket and mm. the, the, the extraordinary things that can happen, like, you know, Rishabh Pant reverse ramping Anderson back over the second slip and the the ball turning amazingly and Coley getting bowled by Moen Ali and looking dumbstruck as if... It shouldn't, it's not supposed to happen. And just the kind of exuberance of the crowd, actually, when we had some. And the, the, the intrigue of trying to play spin bowling with men round the bat. And I think it brings the game to life. Uh, it's In a way, funnily enough, with spin, with men round the bat, it's, it, there's more noise, isn't there, uh, that, that sort of sells mm. it to the TV viewer as well, rather than, you know, fielders miles away from the bat and the keeper and slip sort of quite a long way away you feel that intensity, which hopefully will have intrigued a, a few new viewers.
0: Has it been a good series, though, or have all four matches been just a bit too one-sided? And in a way, that you know, the plots have not been able to develop. I mean, you think of it, we had a two-day test match and a three-day test match. And in actual fact, I think only one went to the fifth day, which is actually, looking back, it's incredibly rare. It's a it's it's a real outlier series, I think, because of the pitches and the way England play against spin. It's been a bit of an outlier series uh, for India at home. Normally, it's it's sort of, it's it's like a long, slow death in India, but the, these matches have been you know, quite you know, quick deaths, haven't they? Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, th- those who support the idea of four-day Test cricket um, <laughs> will have got uh, plenty of grist to their mill here, wouldn't they? Uh, I think the pitches were a little bit too much in favour of spin, and uh, it's a shame because. Not th- this that... one, though. This one was well, fine, wasn't no, it? Not this... Well, it's still, I think it was a third day pitch. It was turning quite a lot. I, I think mm. I'd prefer to see the ball turning a bit more by the, say, the fourth day. Uh, I-, I think it was. It... Batting had become a bit of a lottery towards the end against the harder ball, but when it got softer, it wasn't so bad. But. I don't know. I, I, I think the pitches were, apart from the first test, were a bit too much in favour of spin. But well, you're Indians, so you will you would do that,
0: wouldn't you? And if you take 2005 Ashes series as like 10 out of 10 for a test series, what would you give India against England? 2021 out of 10 marks for, you know just for sort of general impression as a,
1: as a test series, what would you give it? Well, I would give it six because. The, most of the results were a foregone conclusion but there were some some illuminating highlights in terms of individual yeah. performances yeah. but not there there wasn't the, the the ebb and flow of of matches most of the uh, projections for the outcome were pretty ov- obvious from the first day onwards and a lot of that had to do with the fact that india were a very good side and ex- you know
0: extremely good side in their own conditions, and I've got a lot of very talented cricketers. So, uh, well, well done to India, and it, it's going to be um, it's going to be yeah. a fascinating uh, summer. It actually feels a bit late, doesn't it? We you know Test series, five match Test series, starting in in early August. You feel as though you want to sort of drag it forward a bit, but we know the all, all the reasons for that. And actually, this summer in England, there are going to be eight Test matches. Of course, uh, England against India, two games, then the World Test Championship final, and then five tests between England and India. But uh, I think we're perfectly happy with that, aren't we? Lots of test cricket,
1: lots of cricket in general. I mean, there's so much test cricket for England this year, isn't there, with the Ashes as well. So uh, there's lots of opportunity to make 1,200 runs and take about 50 wickets if if you're a a batsman or a bowler. Lots to look forward to. In the meantime, uh, we keep going. And uh, our next guest on the Virtual Cricket Club is Mark Ramprakash next Thursday. To, he'll be interesting, actually, looking back mm. at this series as well, uh, having uh, obviously been England's batting coach for a long time before, uh, after he gave up playing. And one other little thing to mention, and we're working very hard behind the scenes here to bring out the cricketers' 100th anniversary issue, which is out on March the 26th. We've already got the cover, actually, which features a lot of great players from all countries over the last 100 years that have featured in the magazine and that as i say comes out on march 26 it's a bumper issue and there's a special offer at the moment on 6 months subscription to the cricketer for 19 pounds 21 the reason for that price is because it was founded in 1921 and if you go to the cricketer.com/subscriptions you can sign up for 6 months of the magazine for 19 pounds Twenty-one. You can also join us next Thursday in the Virtual Cricket Club with Mark Ramprakash at worldsbestcricketclub.com. And maybe, like the England players, we can go and have a bit of a lie down now, Simon, for a few days. Yeah, t- time, time for rest
0: and to stop talking about cricket for now. But uh, we'll be back. Thanks very much for listening. Please do join us next Thursday. Goodbye.